Hello, and welcome to Unpopular Opinions with Kat Rutkin. I am Kat Rutkin, and today I am here with Emily Piper. Hi! And today we're going to talk about why divorce isn't a tragic thing that you should say you're sorry about. Um, so today's episode is I'm getting divorced, and please don't be sorry for me. Theme song. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Emily and I have been talking about this for a while, um, mostly since I um, had also announced that I was separating from my former spouse, um, and I had a Facebook post about it, and there was a lot of reactions to it. So in my Facebook post, I was very clear that it was an amicable split and that we were working really hard to keep things um, as normal normal as possible for our kids or at least as like to aid them in the transition that that was our focus and that we're trying to remain friends which um I think is in some ways easier when you have children because it's like you have to look at the bigger picture you don't have a choice well you don't have a choice but I think um excuse me um that you know just from talking to people I know who are separating who don't have children that that having that factor makes it I don't know if it's easier, but it, it just is, like, more... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, well, up front. You, I don't know. You don't have the space for animosity when you're trying to do a divorce in a way that is good for your children. There's right. just no room for that. Right. And so you really do have to sort of, like, work really hard to not get stuck in those angry spaces. Yeah. Whereas, I think if you didn't have a kid... You could just dwell in rage forever and then oh, never yeah. see them again. It's true. I mean, I think you can do that if you also have a child. Sure. And, but I mean, <laughs> there, there's a grand tradition of people doing that. Generations of it's people true. doing that. I, I don't know. I might have experienced it. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my mom listens to podcasts. So um, I might be okay with this. But, um, but so we're still together. But <laughs> So basically the point is that um, I think people's default reaction, no matter what you say, even if you're like, hey, like me and Taman are still besties. Like we're going to still hang out and do stuff for the kids. Everyone's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and I remember. Yeah. So when my marriage ended, um, three years ago um I remember it was uh it was right before our daughter's second birthday and we were had a the you know birthday party for her and we had sort of started telling our family and I uh not in character did not make a Facebook post there was no public announcement Hmm. um which in retrospect I kind of wish we had just because I think it's a really actually helpful way of just being like hey let's all be on the same page yeah Several people actually like, thanked me for the yeah. post. In, in different ways, someone was like, thank you for not telling me in a very awkward way that I'm sort of trapped <laughs> with you and have to discuss it with you. Right. Or um, just people like sort of thanking me for being honest. And it actually wasn't something I wanted to do, but Taven, shout That's out right, to Taven, he, he posted, who wants my new address? And then people were really like, concerned. What? And so I was at the zoo with the kids, like, trying to give him space to pack, and, and my phone was, like, literally burning a hole in my pocket, and I was like, I don't know, I wrote that post, like, with, like, one hand while trying to, like, force feed grandma hot dog, and, like, <laughs> keep everybody calm, and, like, if see my best friend from fourth grade. For single parenting, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, hey, I got this, I think I can do yeah. this, we're gonna be all right. Yeah. But in a way, it was good, you know, and, and some part of me was like, well, I don't know if it's, like, 
weird to like draw attention to it but I also felt that it was important because even though necessarily wasn't my first choice um and Tabin had wanted to sort of make an announcement earlier and I was like well maybe we should tell the kids first <laughs> I mean they don't have Facebook but I feel like they get the first right they to, might know. Need to know um but like yeah so I think it was like you know I, I feel like there is a stigma and there is sort of not a stigma so much I mean so many people get divorced a stigma, I think yeah I, I don't know maybe but it's just like people are like Again, it comes back to the, like, I'm sorry, and people feel uncomfortable, um, well, and think... then you end up consoling people, which is why I hadn't told people earlier, because literally, like, probably two-thirds of the people I told were like, I'm so sorry, and then I'm consoling them, yeah. and so I was just like, this is exhausting, maybe people will figure it out on their own, <laughs> or, you know, and then I had a couple of friends who were like, wow, that's really, like, I'm proud of you, like, you were really struggling with this decision, and I know that the two of you didn't take it lightly, and that was sort of the reaction that I appreciate yeah so yeah. yeah well and I it, what I remember from that time was you know one particular person from my ex-husband's family coming up and giving me this really heartfelt hug and saying I'm sorry and I just looked at her and I said I'm not um which uh in retrospect is a really awkward thing to say at your daughter's second birthday party to your future <laughs> ex-in-laws um but I just remember being put in that really sort of uncomfortable position by all of the I'm sorry's. And I do think to the point about the the stigma, it's not a stigma in that like necessarily you're being judged for having done something wrong, but it's a stigma in that you failed. And and now you're having to deal with um, these apologies. And, um, and I think that the I'm sorry is really reductive. It really sort of like oversimplifies a very complex situation um, and sort of distills it down to this like little tragedy when it may not actually be that bad at all. Yeah. And I mean, I think, yeah, definitely it, it does do that. And it, it makes it harder. I think if I just hadn't been confident enough that I was making the right decision, that Tabe and I were both making the right decision. And again... We were also lucky that we made the decision together, which is not always the case. Right. And, you know, and I think that... both in that situation. Yeah. And there are definitely that. people for whom a divorce and a breakup is a big loss. And, you know, but I think even then, you know, like, I'm thinking back to, like, the, the breakups that I've been through that have been sort of, like, out of the blue and really heartbreaking. Like, you know, like, even, the, like, like a, a cursory, like, I'm sorry, but more just, like, the people who will come and, like, pick you up off the floor and take you out to lunch. Like, that's better anyway. You know, the people who are not, like gonna just like dwell in misery with you yeah. or make you feel like a victim because that's kind of the worst way to feel I think about anything like I don't know it's good to it's good to like acknowledge if you are the victim of somebody's like shitty behavior but like staying in this victim place is not always healthy yeah. or good well and I do think also like uh as someone who doesn't get credit once said um, no happy marriage ever ended in divorce. That's right. And so, you know, I think it's, that is a little bit of a, a, an oversimplification, but even if it was something that only one party wanted, it wasn't a happy marriage. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you can't think of it as this sudden abrupt death, which right. I think some people treat it as. Right. And I think, you know, for people who are listening and they're like, cool, so like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to say I'm sorry. Well, what can I say? I'm just trying to be nice, yeah. you know? Because I definitely have talked to people who get a little defensive about it. Yeah. And to to that, to those people, I say, 
Um, just find something else you can say. I think asking people what they need. Yes. Not just in in the case of divorce, but in any time of major transition. Mm-hmm. Even like I don't know, like good transition. Someone's pregnant. What do you need? Right. Someone's pet dies. What do you need? You know, I think is a really good way of sort of like ambiguously like right. leaving room for the whole spectrum of emotions. Yeah, and I think that was something else I think we discussed before too is like how, you know, any end of any relationship and a transition is a really big life mm-hmm. change and and just trying to support your friends when you're going through it and you know, like, divorce isn't catching. It's not the flu. Like, right. if you are around people who are splitting up, it's not going to end your marriage. Just because our marriage has ended doesn't mean that yours is going to also. Right. Um, and I think that that is something that people automatically sort of think about. And I know when my first, like, close friend got divorced, I remember just being so sad about the whole thing. And, and I felt like, betrayed. I really? felt this weird sense of betrayal where I was like, you guys were... You guys are so, like, beautiful and happy, and, and like, how could you do this to us? <laughs> I didn't say to them, um, because I'm not a monster. But, um, but I do think that's, you know, and with my divorce, like, those who were closest to me definitely knew it was coming, but um, those who didn't know us that well, I think, were like, what? Right. Because it was, you know, like, we were, like... We were very social together. We were both extroverts. It was like the Emily and Michael show. We would sort of work a room and it like it worked. And I think people sort of came to accept us as like this entity. And then, you know, it challenges what people thought they knew. Yeah. I think, and yeah, it just, you know, and then. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what you were doing. I thought you were making like a cat face at me, but no, you're not. It's I was blowing both. my nose. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was making whispers. <laughs> It was very cute. Emily blows her nose in a very cute way. It was very distracting. (laughs) But I think it's also good to sort of like, I I feel like I was lucky to be able to acknowledge that the relationship was not working for Mm -hmm. us anymore and be able to end it in a way where we were supported in our transition. Um, We had also been really lucky to like be in therapy for a while together and sort of talk out like how we thought it would end and... Um, and try to work out our issues for a really long time. Like, we really gave it, we gave it a good go. Yeah. Um, Which so, is something I think everyone, yeah, I mean, I, that's a broad statement, but I think, you know, a divorce should, should not be, like, an overnight decision. I think right. therapy is a really good precursor to divorce. Yeah. Um, I've had married friends ask me about it, you know, recommendations, and I'm like, well, you know. Ours didn't work, but they were, he was great anyway. <laughs> I mean, he did but, work because he helped us not right. murder each other. Right, and also just open the communication. And, yeah. and that's so key. Um, and I think that's something that I didn't even know going into my relationship before I was married mm. about how important communication was and how not to be afraid to communicate yeah. my needs, which the divorce process taught me um, in a lot of ways. And just, you know, knowing that your emotional health is just as important as your, like, physical health. Yeah. And it's all tied in together. But, 
yeah, so what do you do for your friends? So definitely, like, try to support them. Yeah. Ask them, like, if you can bring over dinner. Like, drop off food. Leave them weird, mysterious gifts on their front porch the day that their ex moves out. <laughs> and, you know, claim that it wasn't you, but I know it was you guys, <laughs> Amy and Krista. What did they do? They it was like me. a... So it was like it was like a, a you know plastic bag from the Christmas tree shop, containing a maroon faux fur mini skirt yes. and um, a like a plaster lawn gopher yes that nice. had a um, little his little paw was up and he had a lantern and the lantern lit up. Um, and the That's lantern. Right, you had a divorce gopher. Yeah, I had a divorce gopher. He's still there. He's still watching over us from the mantle. Aww. He lost his lantern to a toddler, but um, <laughs> toddlers are everywhere. Seriously, unpopular gophers. opinion. Children are awful. Um, <laughs> I think that might be a popular opinion, yeah, actually, especially on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> it's those enclosed spaces. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Um, yeah, so bring presents. So bring, bring presents. And also bring... respect how your friends like to process their things. Yeah. So if they say they want to be alone, like, they might really want to be alone. It's okay to check in, but, you know, don't think that they're, like, they really want to go out and they're just saying they Right, don't force them to do um, Especially, you know, as we get older, like, I think we know our needs, so. That's true. And if you know your friends well and you know, like, oh, this is a person who really likes to be around people when they're sad, like, go over and keep them company. Yes. If it's someone who's like, no, really, I want to be alone. Stop all the way off. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, be okay with them not responding to you for a while. And, you know, for me, just, like, the transition – it was just, like, super important to, like, focus on my kids and have this, like, really intense time with them and, like, make all this fun stuff happen for them. So I didn't actually see my friends for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once, like, the kids started going to their dads more, like, I was really happy to be able to be social and see my friends and yeah. just, like, have this intense time with the kids and then move on. So, um, you I know, I remember just... seeing you at the playground that weekend, too, yeah. and being like... <laughs> Hi! <laughs> <laughs> that was appreciated, though, because I think I had spent, like, two or three days, like in that tiny car right. with my children and also like I had gained a French child at one point. Yes you did. You had a random child and I had these grand visions for um, you know, my my child, my sweet child of divorce who is overcoming surmountable <laughs> odds, um, becoming fast friends with your kids. And um of course what instantly happened was that <laughs> your older kid on uh did did not ask for permission to touch my daughter's scooter which resulted in her shrieking to the heavens like a Greek tragedy. <laughs> I hate him! And what's so. cool is that Sumner totally doesn't hold grudges forever, so they're definitely going to have a great time. Oh, um, our producer Buster has just Buster, walked into the thank studio. You. Thank you for joining us. Did you... Uh... He just got his head out of a dog food can. <laughs> <laughs> he's part whippet, so he has a real narrow snout. It really, <laughs> you can just it get it in well. there. But I think he's trying to tell us that it's time. It's time to wrap it up. So, yeah. So today's unpopular opinion that we've explored is that divorce is not a tragedy. And And sometimes it can be a brave and beautiful thing. So don't say you're sorry. All right. Take care of your friends. Cheers. Cheers.